Welcome to It's Time. This is Senior Pastor Ron Fawcett with Valley of the Sun Church. Today's message is part two of Pleasing God in Prayer. Uh, in 1 John 5, 14, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. So anytime you want to go before the Father in prayer, you need to line up with His will. Well, I have eight points for you of knowing God's will for your life. First thing is walk with God. You need to develop a relationship with him. The second thing is to surrender your will to God's. You must be committed to doing whatever it is that he desires for you to do. Thirdly, obey what you already know to be God's will. His will is already delineated carefully through his word. The fourth thing is seek godly input. Seek the input of godly advisors in your life. Fifth thing is pay attention to how God has wired you. His plan for you will always be directly related to the gifts that he has bestowed upon you. Sixth thing is listen to God's spirit. In other words, shut up and listen. Take time to listen to what God might have to say to you. Seventh thing is listen to your heart. God shapes your desires so that you desire the things that he has already called you to do. And lastly, take a look at your circumstances. God demonstrates his will for our lives by lining up circumstances in obvious ways. Now, there perhaps are times when you pray, you believe that you're lining up with God's will for your life, but you feel that God hasn't responded with an answer and you're puzzled as to why. One question you need to ask yourself is, have I come to the Lord with a repentant heart? So Isaiah 59, 2 says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. Now, in David's psalm of repentance, which is found in Psalm 51, 17, he reminds us that God does not delight so much in the outward signs of repentance, which included making a sacrifice in the Old Testament. But the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. It's not about the shame and condemnation the enemy wants to heap on us, but a truly godly grief. And you can be in the habit of going through the motions when it comes to repenting. But the most important thing is the condition of your heart. Does your repentance look like a heart that has been broken and contrite before God? This attitude is missing from most repentance, and it's the very thing God wants from you. It may sound strange, but how do you go about getting a broken heart? Well, first, you simply need to ask for it. True repentance, like all good things, is a gift from God. If you want to obey the command to rend your heart, you must ask God to grant you true repentance. You must also be aware of the, one of the biggest hindrances to obtaining a broken heart. Your neglect of the relational aspect of sinning. By this I mean that you can view sin as a failure of performance, which is the wrong mindset, rather than a failure of intimacy. If in your repenting, the only grief you experience is disappointment in your inability to do what is right, and, and not that you have despised the living God, you miss the mark. When we sin, we play the part of, of an adulterer who looks for satisfaction in another, and not the only one who can satisfy. That's why David said to the Lord in Psalm 51, 4, against you, you only have I sinned. See, David rightly saw his failures in terms of relationship. And as a result of his heart was so grieved, it can be only when we have sinned against one we love so much do we really feel what repentance is. True repentance comes not merely by understanding a relational aspect of sin, but by understanding the nature of the one with whom we are in relationship with. In other words, the more we see God as glorious and holy, the more we see sin as something to weep over. Repentance is less about feeling bad over behavior and more about feeling awe and delight towards God. 
the more glimpse we have of the glory of God, the more we mourn for scorning that glory. So you must recognize any transgressions, iniquity, or sin in your life and ask for the Lord's forgiveness and mercy. You must pray from a holiness position, cleansed and forgiven. You cannot come into God's presence any kind of way. It's his way, his will. Remember, God's plan for us is that we will be holy as he is holy because we cannot see him any other way. And every time you pray this way, you have an audience with Almighty God. And every time you access God's presence through prayer, you become a carrier of his presence, his atmosphere. Prayer moves the hand of God, which changes not only things, but you as well. I thank you so much for spending this time with me. Have a wonderful day.